For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Early Read Week 1 edition. Full slate of college football here. I'm your host, Reed Wallach. Alongside me today, Nick Padone, co-host of the Sports Parlor podcast with Phil Taylor, sponsored by Bet Jack. Nick, thanks for joining us on. This is a kind of a holiday. This is, for me, this is like 60 games. We got a bunch of like weird games all over the place. A few conference games, but also like random marquee matchups. Whole mess of everything. I appreciate you coming on. Are you excited for college football season? Dude, I'm pumped. I'm fired up. I can't believe that I'm on the show for this episode. Like you said, full slate of games. I'm ready to do it. I'm excited to chat some college football with you, man. Yeah, well, listen, we obviously have, the, in my opinion, the game of the weekend. Ohio State, number two in the country, hosting number five Notre Dame. We had to get an Ohio man here to give the insight on the Ohio State program. So how this show is going to work today is we have our marquee matchup, Ohio State-Notre Dame. We're going to hit that first. Then we have a whole slate of games to get to. We each have four best bets to give you. I mean, we got blowouts. We got weeknight games. We got our underdog bets. So we have a whole bunch of bets for you. If you have any questions on any games whatsoever, throw them in the chat. We'll get to them at the end of the show. I'll like stay around for a little bit of a Q&A. But some housekeeping on last week. Two bets last week. New Mexico State got a better number on Tuesday. They did not win. It was very frustrating. I hope no one stayed up till 2 a.m. to watch that one like I did. Wasn't pretty, but unfortunately lost. But Vanderbilt, we said live on the show, it just went to seven and a half. I said it didn't matter. They were going to cover every number under the sun. They did just that. This is not your father's Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. That team is going to be terrible. So that's one and one against the spread in week one, in week zero. But that doesn't matter anymore. We're on to week one, full slate. That was just a little taste. We're now on to our marquee matchup. Ohio State minus 17 and a half against number five, Notre Dame. Total tickering between 58 and a half, 59 and a half. Nick, you're from Ohio. You're from the area. You have a pulse on the Ohio State program. Last year, a little bit short. You know, it's playoff or bust for this team year in and year out. But I think they made the necessary adjustments uh, going into this season. They bring in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. CJ Shroud's back. Jackson Smith and Jigba's back. Travion Henderson's back. I mean, this offense is the best in the country for my money. Uh, why don't you like kind of educate our viewers here? Three high level thoughts on Ohio State, and we could tie it into our game preview on Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start off with number one. The first thing to know for Ohio State betters going into this game is that the offense is really good. Those three names that you just named, you know, two of those five guys in CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba are possibly going to be top five picks in the upcoming NFL draft. And we're saying that here, Reed, on August 30th. Like, it's yep. so early, but there is so much hype surrounding those guys. And then also the ter- return of Travion Henderson as well. People are really excited about the Ohio State Buckeyes offense. You lose Garrett Wilson, you lose Chris Olave, and it feels like they're really not going to lose a beat because of, you know, the, the amount of just talented players that they're going to turn on the offensive side of the ball. 
Number two is the defense. So this will be this, the is, the, this is the key. This is the key to everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is the start of it all. And it is the new defense's first showing under Jim Knowles. Like you said, that was the big move. That is what held them back, in my estimation, in a lot of games late last season, whether it was against the spread or whether it was straight up like what we saw happen in that Michigan game. I think that defense really cost them a shot at the national championship last year. I think if that defense is right, the sky is the limit for what the Buckeyes can do in 2022. And number three is Marcus Freeman is using that betting line as motivation. He is an Ohio State alum, but he's not using that as the motivation. He's using this massive 17 and a half point spread in a five versus two matchup as bulletin board material. I don't know if I've ever seen that used before. I don't know if it's going to work. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. He's going to use that betting line as some motivation for the Fighting Irish this weekend. Yeah, I think uh, Marcus Freeman's going to need any sort of motivation he could give this team because I do think – I mean, listen, this isn't like some broken line or something. Like, Ohio State is this much better than Notre Dame on paper, on the field, how, any way you slice it. And, you know, this is the first time head coach Marcus Freeman. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator, and there's a lot of talent on this roster, but – you're running into a buzzsaw, I think, in Ohio State. And they are well aware, I think, that the defense cost them the Oregon game. The defense yep. cost them the Michigan game. Like, this was the this was what held this team back from going to the college football playoff. And they know that they need to take the next step on the defensive side of the ball if they want to, you know, kind of live up to that expectation of being the biggest challenger to Alabama. I mean, bringing in Jim Knowles, guy had arguably top five defense in the country last year helped get Oklahoma State on the precipice of a college football playoff berth. Who would have told you that last August? So I think they made the necessary hires. And we're going to see really quick against this Notre Dame team that is a little banged up but has a future first-round tight end in Michael Mayer. They have a dynamic quarterback in Tyler Buckner. A little green, but, you know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. We could see if he could give them issues. So I'm going to ask you now, Nick, what is your favorite bet in this game? Like I said, we got Notre Dame is catching 17-and-a-half total, 58-59-and-a-half. Yeah, so my pick for this game, especially with me going down to Columbus this weekend to go cover it from the betting side in person, I'm not going to go all the way down to not see a blowout. So this is going to be a <laughs> blowout in my estimation. 17 and a half, um, Buckeyes minus 17 and a half is going to be my pick here. I really think that if the C.J. Stroud to Jackson Smith in Jigba is as good as advertised, this game could get out of hand in a hurry. We'll have to see what happens, but I do think that those two players are on a mission this you know season to show that they're both top five NFL draft picks. And then on the defensive side of the football, they're returning a good number of people either. When you look at past NFL drafts and Ohio State, you think of the Nick Bosa's, the Joey Bosa's, marquee defensive guys. He didn't have that for Ohio State last year, so they're going to return some of their youngsters on the defensive side of the football, and those guys are going to be ready with something to prove uh, defensively as well. No, I'm absolutely with you. And Noel's bringing over um, McAllister from Oklahoma State as well. So I think that this defense is going to be much improved. And they're out to make a statement. I mean, this number, it opened 14 and a half, and I liked it. And yeah. now it's 17 and a half. It, it's moving in Ohio State's direction. And for a good reason, I actually kind of like the under in this game. Now where the line is where it is. I mean, this Notre Dame defense – they're, they're banged up on the offensive line. They lost one of their top receivers in Avery Davis this offseason. I just – I think the Notre Dame defense – I mean, listen, Ohio State's going 35-40. What am I talking about? But they do bring six of their seven tacklers back. Marcus Freeman is a defensive coordinator by trade. So 
I think you see the Notre Dame defense put up a little bit of resistance. I just don't know if you're going to see much offense from this team that has a new quarterback, has to replace some key players. I mean, running back as well. So I think that this looks something like a, you know, 42-14. I know it's like close to this number, but I really think that you see Ohio State jump all over them early and then this game kind of dies. Like this pace slows down. This is just a let's get out of here. Let's just, you know, Notre Dame just licks their wounds and kind of moves on to next week. I mean, that's why I just, I think this total is a tick too high. I have it closer around like 56. So, you know, not a value, but. Even in the podcast that, uh, you know, market that they're using over Notre Dame as the 17 and a half as motivation. Yeah. That podcast even mentioned that some of the Buckeye starters could get pulled, you know, if this thing gets out. And 100%. There's no, hurry, so. yeah, There's no need to. There's no need to. I can see this time. game kind of dying on a, yep. on a, like a dime here where it's like Ohio State builds a, you know, 28 to three lead, a 31 to three lead. And then just like, all right, let's go. We did what we had to do. You know, CJ, yeah. he got his four touchdowns on to the next one. Um, but let's transition because that's that was our marquee matchup. But we have plenty of other, like I said, I'm on the under 58 and a half. Nick is on the Buckeyes minus 17 and a half. I agree with him. I think that this is a Ohio State blowout. And, you know, don't look at like the two verse five rating thing. I think that this is a rightful, um, you know, three possession spread here. But there's plenty of games on Thursday and Friday. We got over, I think, double-digit games uh, going on. A bunch of ranked teams in action. Nick, what is your favorite look um, on the Thursday-Friday slate? I know you're looking, you know, you're an Ohio guy, Big Ten matchup. I'm excited for this one. What is your look on uh, Penn State-Purdue? Yeah, so Penn State-Purdue. I got Penn State minus four. I was surprised okay. to see it this close of a line. The Purdue Boilermakers, I mean, we know what they are. I do also kind of like the under in this game. This one kind of mm-hmm. reeks to me as a classic Big Ten matchup. But, I mean, Penn State, Nittany Lions, they're returning Sean Clifford. Um, we we saw him last year, but it's also Drew Eller's season. He's the five-star recruit that's backing up Clifford as a true freshman. We saw him last year in Ohio with the Medina Bees. He is really, really good. He was invited to Peyton and Eli Manning's camp as, you know, a freshman, sophomore in high school. So they're really looking forward to Drew Aller. And I think that pressure of having a five-star recruit behind Clifford could uh, could will the Nittany Lions yeah. at least earlier in the season to cover this four-point spread against Purdue. I'm a little nervous about road week one. You know, Purdue's going to be rocking. You know, West Lafayette's going to be there. But I I think Purdue's a little overrated. Yeah. Coming into the year, they do need to replace David Bell. I'm not that high on Penn State either, but th- these are two teams where I guess I'm selling them long term. So I'm staying away from this matchup. I can't hate. I think Penn State definitely has a talent advantage. It's just going on the road. That's so tough. Week one, you know, new uh, defensive coordinator. We'll see how it all works out. But you went with like a prime time big matchup. I that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a little gross. You know, it, it's my show, so I get it. You know, I get to pick whatever I want, but. Give me the under 59 and a half in Oklahoma State Central Michigan. Oh, gross. But let me tell you why. First of all, Oklahoma State is a team that constantly plays down to their competition uh, with Spencer Sanders at quarterback. I mean, we see we saw them play a tight game against Tulsa last year and nearly lose. I just think that this is a tick too high. Oklahoma State's not a vertical offense by any means. They're replacing a handful of players. And we mentioned Jim Knowles leaving Oklahoma State. They still have a huge athleticism edge than a MAC team in Central Michigan. I think that they're going to be able to hold down Central Michigan, um, their vertical pass attack. They do have a returning quarterback in Richardson. But again, what are we expecting from Central Michigan? A shootout? I think Oklahoma State wants to pound the rock, kind of get out of this game, kind of muddy it up. 
But Central Michigan losing two draft picks on the offensive line. So how are they blocking this Oklahoma defense that's going to have a huge athleticism edge? And on the other end, Central Michigan had one of the better group of five defensive lines in the country last year. Can they give Spencer Sanders some trouble? I just think this reeks of like you're you're going to be watching your Penn State-Purdue game and you're going to flip over on the score app and you're going to see, wow, Central Michigan's up 13-10 at half against Oklahoma State. Like something random like that makes a lot of sense in this game. So I'm going to go with the under 59 and a half. I just think that this is a touch too high. I don't think we're seeing a shootout by any means, especially with Spencer Sanders. This feels like a gross game. So there's our Thursday, Friday, little uh, appetizer. I like to call it uh, for the early week, best bets um, for week one. So Nick is on Penn state minus four. I'm on the under 59 and a half in Oklahoma state, central Michigan. Now, before we get to the underdog bets, that's all anyone wants, right? It's like that big money cash. Uh, Let's look at blowouts because there's plenty of big favorites on the board this week. You know, a lot of lopsided matchups. Nick, give me something here. Um, You know, you're going out West. I'm saying um, ACC here with a conference matchup, but what are you thinking UCLA UCLA Bowling Green? Is this just going to be an absolute route? I think an absolute route. and, And here's why. I think UCLA has had so much buzz nationally about joining the Big Ten Conference that they have something to prove this year as well. I'm, okay. I'm really, I really like UCLA this season. Um, so minus 24 and a half, BGSU, we know they're just getting paid to go out there, go out west and accept that L. We've seen it in the MAC before. It's going to go true in this game. Bowling Green is just going to try to get out of their injury-free. Yeah. That's that's a victory for them if they walk out of their injury-free. So I like UCLA covering that 24 and a half, blowout city there. Yeah, people like Bowling Green as like a Mac dark horse because they have a lot of returning production. Maybe they could turn it on, but like this is obviously not the Mac. <laughs> this no. is you know, UCLA with DTR back, Dorian Thompson Robinson. This should be, you know, Chip Kelly. He has the capable of running this up. So, I mean, 24 and a half. I can't hate that there. I'm going conference though, because if you watch the early read last week, I made the case for why Georgia Tech under is my favorite win total bet to make. And you're going to see it on Monday night when they face Clemson. Um, Clemson's moved to minus 22. I still like this. Maybe the best big uh, ACC defensive line, maybe the best defensive line in the entire country going up against arguably the worst offensive line in the ACC in Georgia Tech. I mean, they're still trying to figure out who's going to start on Monday night against Clemson. I just, I can't see how uh, Sims is going to be able to get in the end zone here. So Clemson, can they get to 38 points? Can they really separate from the Georgia Tech team? I think so. I think DJ Ogugalale uh, heard the noise last year. I think this offensive yeah. line that was banged up, they heard the noise. They want to come out and make a statement against a conference foe. So I think you're going to see Clemson kind of run it up here, you know, see DJ kind of get a swagger back, get him some momentum going into the year. And there's no better time than against this Georgia Tech team that needs eight new starters on defense. I just think, you know, I have this closer to 28 points. I think Clemson wins this one easy. Again, statement. Look at the defensive line. Brian Breeze, Miles Murphy, Xavier Thomas. This should be just an absolute route here. So I like Clemson uh, uh, laying 22. I just think that that is going to be an absolute slaughter. That's Monday night also. So, you know, I gave you the early week pick. Now I give you the late uh, the late week pick, the last game of the week. So those are our two blowout picks. But don't worry. There are underdogs coming. Uh, like I said, Nick is on UCLA minus 24 and a half. I am on Clemson minus 22 against Georgia Tech. Let's get to some underdogs, though. Bark, bark. All right. Let's get them. Uh, You're going uh, with a familiar name to, I guess, the public masses, Cincinnati. You think they could pull this upset over on Arkansas? Let me hear it. 
Yeah, I really do. I, I mean, I, this is definitely a homer pick. I think we'll preface it there. Cincinnati <laughs> is, you know, uh, always a favorite in Ohio, but especially after what they showed last year and a similar theme to some of my other picks here in week one, I like that plus six number because Cincinnati did feel like they belonged last season. I know that program understands that this is going to be the you know biggest game for them possibly of the entire season. So I think if they find a way to cover that plus six, I'm not saying that they're going to win this thing outright, but find okay. a way to cover that plus six, keep this thing close. And that could be a, be a big upset to watch for sure. Yeah, this one's also another line that's been trickling down. So, I mean, markets yeah. agreeing with you. This was around seven. Um, you know, again, I kind of lean, especially Arkansas plays South Carolina next week. So I don't think you're going to see Arkansas if there is a skill advantage, which I think there will be with, you know, Cincinnati just lost so much on the defense. Oh, I don't think you're going to see Arkansas, though, open it up because they're more worried about South Carolina next week in SEC play. So I lean towards the Cincinnati side. I'm not betting it, but I think they could hang around this game, maybe have a chance late to win this one. I agree, though. I wouldn't bet the money line on this one, but I think keeping it close uh, to one score I think is very, very possible here. I'm calling it – I'm, I'm going for the outright upset here, though. Uh, Old Dominion plus seven and a half against Virginia Tech. And, you know, what's Old Dominion? Well, let me tell you about Old Dominion because they returned 10 starters, a team that won their last five regular season games – to close the year, qualify for a bowl. Uh, they're hosting Virginia Tech and Norfolk. This is an in-state rivalry. So you know you're going to see the Monarchs get up for this one. Virginia Tech also, new coach Brent Pry uh, comes from Penn State. More on that in a second. He was a Penn State defensive coordinator, but he's kind of rebuilding this whole team. Bob Tech, the bottom kind of fell out last year. What are we kind of expecting? Uh, Malachi Thomas, the running back, he's out. Uh, they are starting Grant Wells, a Marshall transfer who – Threw two interceptions against this old Dominion team last year. Got sacked three times. Uh, game went to overtime. Marshall ended up pulling out. He's now starting here on the road. It just, are we sure Virginia Tech is worthy of being over a touchdown favorite against Old Dominion? So I'm on Old Dominion with the points. I'm on Old Dominion. I'm going to sprinkle on the money line. And my biggest, biggest edge here in this game, I think, is Ricky Ronnie, the head coach of Old Dominion. He comes from Penn State also on the offensive side of the ball. He coached and worked with Brent Price. So if there's anyone that could rally the troops for an in-state rivalry and against his former co-worker on the same staff, why why not this game? I mean, in-state rivalry and like, again, it's not like Vodtech's coming in with a lot of momentum. Like last year, they won like nine, 10 games and like they're getting ready to take the next step. No, this is year one of a new regime. So I think Old Dominion's live here. Am I, am I crazy here, Nick? Did I give enough to convince you? You, you gave me enough for sure, and I'll say this, Reed. I'm always down to fade the Cavaliers. So, yeah, you definitely gave me enough there. Yeah, so, I mean, in-state rivalry in Norfolk, I'll, I'll take a shot here with Old Dominion in week one. Um, if you're going to take a shot on this slate, that's a good yeah, shot. No, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, also, like, it's a Friday night. It's a weird thing. I mean, see what uh, the Monarch crowd shows out for that one. But I think if it, they're going to show up for any. It's going to be this one against the rival week one. It's still nice out. So, we'll see. Um I have one more underdog pick in our next one, but like I said, our underdog picks against the spread. Uh, Nick is taking Cincy plus six against Arkansas. I'm taking Old Dominion plus seven and a half against Vatek, and I'm going to sprinkle on the money line as well. I'm feeling frisky in week one. Um, our original plan was going to be like the West Coast late night game, but we looked at the schedule, and there's only like three or four really like post nine o'clock starts. So we moved it to just under the lights on Saturday night, just like a nighttime 
game. So under the lights. And Nick, you are a Kent State alum. So you obviously are looking in this. This fits the late night slate. So talk to me about Kent State going all the way to Spokane to take on Washington. Yeah, Kent State and Washington. Listen, under Sean Lewis, the Kent State Golden Flashes offense is just known for scoring. That's all they do. They don't play mm-hmm. much defense at all. You would think if they would recruit a linebacker or a defensive tackle every now and again, Kent could become a powerhouse within the MAC, but they just don't have any interest to do that. They look to just go that no huddle offense and try to move the football a lot. Obviously, Washington is a much tougher opponent to try to do that against. It probably works a lot better in the MAC. But it's Washington, you know, so I do yeah. think there's going to be some big points put up in this game. I think if you look at this game and it's, you know, like you said, I wouldn't shock me to check the score late on Saturday night and see a 65, you know, point ball game. So I definitely like the uh, the over in Kent State versus Washington under the lights matchup this week. Yeah. Uh, flash fast offense. So, you know what Hamilton wants to do with this offense. He wants to go. So even if they run into some trouble at least the drives end quickly, you know, like you could get the ball right back to Washington. They could come back the other way. So I don't hate the look there to me. It's over a pass on uh, the Kent state game. It's just with that pace, you never know what you're going to run into. I think um, Hamilton's going to get aggressive and try and, you know, you know, maybe try some fourth downs, try and like keep this game going a little bit. So, We'll see how that goes. So he never shies away. You know, it's just Coach Lewis 100%. never really shies away from the big games either. Sometimes in the MAC, you see teams that just try to get in there. I, I really think that there's a piece of the guy that thinks that he could go in there into Washington and get a win. I don't, but I do think I think it bodes really well for betting. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I've given you an under in Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. I've given you Old Dominion over Vodtech. I got another just gross one that. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody will watch this. Just check the place the bet, check the account later. We're good. Southern Mississippi plus three and a half uh, at home against Liberty. Southern Mississippi, like year from hell, 100%. They, at the end of the year, were starting their all conference running back, Frank Gore Jr., as a Wildcat quarterback because they were so yep. banged up. I mean, nothing went their way. They actually ended up winning their last two games, one of them as a double digit underdog the other against a hapless FIU team. But now they're top 15 in the country in returning production. They have the same coach. So there is a little bit of momentum here. They have a real quarterback in Ty Key. So, like, that is just a already an upgrade. Can't get much worse when you're starting a Wildcat quarterback in Frank Gore Jr., who's still there at running back now. So you get all that returning production. You have Liberty coming to town. I know a lot of people think the Southern Mississippi team is going to be uh, a contender in the Sun Belt. Liberty, on the other hand, they had Malik Willis last year. I actually wasn't even impressed with them last year. But Malik Willis is playing for the Titans now. They lose a host of defensive players. They only have four starters back. They now get Charlie Brewer, who went from Baylor to Utah, got benched. Now he's in Liberty. I hold. I, I think he's terrible. Why is this team, who has such a low amount of returning production, um, going on the road to face a Southern Mississippi team, who has so much continuity, and they're, get, and they're laying points? Give me a break. Give me that over a field goal. I love Southern Mississippi. Another team I think that wins at home. I think that week one, you see a lot of teams rated based on priors and going into the year and the expectation. But you see the game really quickly and you go, oh, I was wrong. This team is not what I thought it was. You can't just like go into the season with a closed mind. You got to be a little open to some changes, a little bit more than something like the NFL. This is college football. It's completely different. So Southern Mississippi to me as an underdog, that's a seven o'clock start. Give it to me. I, I love it. Plus three and a half. I like that. I think they win this game 
outright as well. So there's our two under the lights games there um, from me and Nick. Nick going with his Kent State Golden Flashes, 59 and a half, the over against Washington. And me, I'm going with my Southern Mississippi um, catching three and a half against Liberty. I'm also on the money line there as well. I'm feeling frisky for week one, two underdog shots. We'll see if uh, those go my way. Um, but yeah, so let's bring up the whole graphic here and then we'll get into some best of the rest here. But we have, I'm just going to, I'm going to rattle them off real quick, but we got Nick on Ohio state minus 17 and a half against Notre Dame, Penn state minus four against Purdue, UCLA minus 24 and a half against Bowling Green, Cincinnati plus six against Arkansas and the Kent state Washington over, like I just said, 59 and a half, um, in the late night slate. Read maybe the exact opposite, much grosser, uh, looking later, but we got Ohio state under 58 and a half Oklahoma state versus central Michigan under 59 and a half Clemson minus 22 against Georgia tech old dominion plus seven and a half against Virginia tech and Southern Mississippi plus three and a half against Liberty. I love it. I love it. Uh, so there's all our bets. I know Nick, we have a few more minutes here. Did you have any other bets that didn't fit into my, uh, into our segments or anything that you want to share a little handicap or anything? I have a few more picks that I'm going to share. So, Feel free. If you don't have any, all good. Yeah, I think that was it for me. My only thing is, you know, go check out the Sports Parlor podcast and talking about betting. That's where we do it. Me and Phil Taylor, who played for the Cleveland Browns, we do NFL picks as well every week. I mean, talk about some greasy stuff. We got deep in the weeds of NFL preseason with Phil's old stories of swinging helmets at training camps and everything like that. So go check that out. That's presented by Bet Jack, and that's going to be the, uh, you know, the spot for betting in Ohio. We all my picks had some sort of Ohio angle. I found. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, Smart. It's strategic be, moves. Strategic. Gonna be all all strategic Ohio <laughs> stuff out of me, man. Yeah. So look forward. Yeah. To that. No, Nick, I really appreciate, it, man. Uh, you're huge. I love it. Love the Ohio angle, and you know, best of luck this season uh, as you you know get started and you know have fun at the Ohio State game this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be down there. You know, see Jack Harlow as the celebrity guest picker on College Game Day. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, just a few more bets from me. And then I think we have a few uh, questions. Nick, if you want to hang around, you're more than welcome to. I'll yeah, I'll hang out. I, I, yeah, yeah I got to I gotta hear your bets. Yeah, let's hear it. So I also am on Houston minus four at UTSA. Houston, I'm on their win total over. I love this uh, Cougars team. I think that, you know, you know, clean tune back, uh, tank, De- tank Dell back. I think that this Houston offense is going to hum in UTSA. The defense was worse than the offense last year. I know this team won uh, Conference USA, but they now need to replace their star running back, Sincere McCormick. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit of a lag uh, with the Roadrunners. So give me Houston laying four. I also think if you like another favorite, that's a strong money line parlay piece uh, with the Cougars going on the road. I also, another primetime game, I like Florida State uh, down to three. That's where it is right now against LSU. I know it's on the road. I just I need to see it with this LSU team before I really buy in uh, to the Brian Kelly era. So I'm going to take a shot on Florida State. I know the offensive line has some concerns, but I like the defense a lot. You know, maybe a little bit ahead in continuity. I think Jordan Travis was actually pretty good last year when he was healthy. So LSU with Jaden Daniels. I if it's Jaden Daniels, I definitely think Florida State is live to win this game. I actually like Grant Nussmeyer a little, um, Garrett Nussmeyer a little bit more. So I. A little concern there about LSU in year one of Brian Kelly. So give me FSU catching the three. I know it's like kind of a pseudo road game. Um, But yeah, those are a few more of my uh, best bets. If you want any other bets I'm on, go follow me on BetStamp 
at RW33. That is uh, where I place all my plays in real time. So now let's get to the comments a little bit. Um, I guess I'll let uh, producer Joanne kind of flash them and then we could kind of react to them because I don't want to go out of order or anything. So I'll leave it to her, dealer's choice. Uh, William Kornblatt asking Hoosiers minus three against Illinois. Uh, Indiana opened like around five. And I was thinking Illinois, I kind of talked myself out of it, kind of where, like, now I feel like, do you come back on the Hoosiers minus three? That movement scared me too much to even to even entertain it, because I was thinking yeah. about putting that in in one of my early bets uh, for the show this today. But yeah, that line movement scared me off Hoosiers minus three. Yeah, Indiana uh, train wreck last year, Illinois. Little bit better, uh, just missed out on bowl season. They got the win last week, of course, against a terrible Wyoming team. So, you know, now that the line has come down to where it is, like, I guess just stay away because you just there's a lot of transfers coming into Indiana. To me, this is kind of a no touch, uh, on Indiana minus three, but interesting line movement. I was going to play Illinois and then I ended up kind of talking myself out of it. Now, the line <laughs> moved to where I don't really want to bet it. Um, Same. but yeah, I think that this is a total no touch. Um, our next one, Casey Halpern chimes in. He says, Boston College for the farm. I think I want I'll pull up my odds as I'm talking, but I think BC is now down to seven. Let's see if I can do it fast enough. Playing Rutgers, of course, at home. Yeah, line's about seven. Again, another one I'm not really interested in. Uh Phil Jakovic, is he he is finally healthy, and we saw what happens when he's healthy. That's a High-powered offense. Phil Jakovic's probably gonna be playing on Sundays in some capacity, but you never you never want to go against Greg Schiano and the Rucker Scarlet Knights. I mean, you ne- yeah. never easy out. I mean, laying seven. I don't know. Like, is this really- laying seven plus for the farm? Laying seven <laughs> for the farm. That, also, that, like, that's a- total total forty-eight. I don't know. Like, where's like the their margin for error there? So no touch for me on BC either. I mean, maybe Jakovic just comes in and lights it up, but. Uh, this yeah, low total seven. Sorry, Casey. No, no farm for me on a BC. Plenty of other action though. Let's see what else do we got here. Henry Rush now chimes in with he really likes the Irish with the points in Freeman's debut. I mean, uh, must we say more, Nick? I mean, I just feel like injuries on the offense. Can they keep up? You know, Ohio State's gonna get yeah. bears. It's Ken Notre Dame. Yeah, I love the storyline as a former journalism student. I think that would be a really cool story, but I just don't see, like, the realist in me just does not see this being a close game at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe the, and it's why I I landed on the under. I don't think Notre Dame's offense is going to score, but maybe the defense hangs around a little bit tougher than is expected. Like, we know how good Ohio State's offense is, but. Notre Dame's defense is no slouch. This is a team that went to the Fiesta Bowl last year. Like I said, they bring back um, seven of their top eight tacklers from last year. I'm pretty sure six or seven. But this is a Notre Dame defense that is legit. Marcus Freeman has some continuity there. So maybe they hang around, but I don't think they keep it within the 17 and a half. I think that this is closer to like a 21, 24 point uh, margin here at the end. And then I think we got time for one more. Oh, Casey's back with uh, Ohio State hanging 50. So I guess for my sake, um, where I'm leaning in this game with the under 50 and a half, it's Ohio state, like 50 to seven. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I guess, but I think again, I don't know Ohio about state, that. You're gonna, they're going to score 35 points. I think every single game. I, I, 
we didn't really talk about this either, but I think Ohio State is rightfully the number two choice to win the national championship. I actually think that Alabama has a handful of questions that they need to answer during the year. So if Jim Knowles could get this defense where it needs to be, this team is going to be the national championship game. And I think live to win the national championship. I know everyone's slipping that Alabama Kool-Aid, but I think that there are questions still with that team. That's not some juggernaut team. And I think Georgia also is a, I could see a world where Georgia's back in the mix this year. I think their offense is going to be significantly better. And uh, the defense is going to have to, you know, make up for some lost uh, talent quite a bit, you know, what, like eight players were drafted, but I still think that this defense is elite. It is not a rebuild. It is a retool around future first round picks. So I think those are a clear top three, but that's our show. Thank you for chiming in with the questions. That was great. We're going to try and do that at the end of every show. But Nick, again, you were awesome. I really appreciate you being like the first regular season guest of the early read. If you like this kind of stuff, make sure you like and subscribe to us below. If you want to find all my plays, either rewind or go follow me on Betstamp at RW33. Next week, we're talking Texas, Alabama. Week two is that's our marquee matchup and a handful of other winners. So until then, best of luck on the week one slate. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.